From the 305 to the 303, welcome to TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Brian and the Casually Serious Band. I mean, look, it can get higher than that. My level for ish is is usually pretty high, man. But you know, when if we're talking about the um, the inability for most humans to be decent or even look forward past the everyday things they have to do and just find a way to be nicer to people, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm over I'm over what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, doing what I do. Uh, so anyway, Ken, man, how's it going? Uh, better than you, sounds like yeah. a little bit. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I get you. This is a perfect timing for a show like this. You know, even though we we have done a pet peeve show in the past, which is sort of similar, but this one actually I think is a little more personal. Um, just being at it comes at a, at a different time uh, for both of us to be able to really kind of express. I don't know. Maybe just a litter, little bit of what litter, a little bit of inner rage and some kitty litter all at once. And you guys can just try to figure out what the hell it all means. So it's, uh, again, therapy for us and y'all figure out what's wrong with us. Hey, what's happening, Mark? Oh, we're listen. Let's get this right. Let's get this right off the bat. Uh, no, no one is here to um, tell us what's wrong with us. Uh, <laughs> this is our show. If you guys need to figure out how to make your own podcast, I can point you in the direction of a microphone dealer, <laughs> but we are not the ones on trial here. Let's get that out right now, man. Uh, how's it going, Tammy? Good to see you. Mark Siegel in the house. What is going on? Be red. What is up? Okay. It is good to see you, my friend. Um, all right. So listen, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try not to rant here. You and I often talk about um, making sure that we share the microphone with each other. Um, Equal airtime, equal airtime opportunities for for the TCSP guys. But for those who don't know, I've been in food service most of my life. Uh, started off in in, in Miami and, and on Kendall and Kendall Lakes at, at Wendy's and the KFC, and then worked my way up to middle management. Um, no, I've 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 done everything from you know washing dishes to general manager, um, and and everything in between all of that. And no matter what. Since the very beginning, people have always had a problem tipping. Now, it has a lot more to do with, um, sometimes it has to do with service, but the overall income of the of certain people, um, considering what's going on with the world right now, the economy has been boosted quite a bit. I understand we were in lockdown for a while, but let me tell you, people have no problem paying $8 for a cup of fucking soup delivered to them for a delivery service. So I don't want to hear this shit about you, don't, you can't afford to tip anyone. Um, my job now, uh, I switched over from management into, uh, into catering, which was massively lucrative before COVID. Um, I was doing very well. And after COVID, it's picking up a little bit. But um, I, I can, and I've said this to you, I've said this to a few people, I've done at least one or two, maybe three, one 
$1,500 um, caterings and I've never been tipped. You know, I've been not tipped on thousands of dollars. Um, and that's from me waking up early to make all the food, to deliver it, to set it up and all that good stuff. And I have been stiffed on that by so many people. It's insane. What is wrong with you? I do not understand why people who have money and have the ability to do this, you're already paying $700, $800, $900, $1,000 for your food. You can't throw 10% in there for somebody. This is a problem I have with people. And, and it happens a lot for servers, I have to think. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's on a smaller scale. So we're dealing with something, you know, like a $40 tab, which they're hoping they do that 10, 20, 30 times a night, turn some tables. Uh, you know, that's how a lot of people survive. That's how I survive. Um, but I, I, I don't know what the problem is right now. Ken, I know you tip. I know this. I know that you've been around people like myself who've been in food service. You've been in food service, if I'm not mistaken. Weren't you at one point? Very you know, short like, time, yes. It, it's, you know, I, I know people who have not even been in food service that understand what it's like, um, why you should tip people. And I don't know. I'm lost right now when it comes to it, man. I don't know how you I, can look me in the face and say, sorry, I can't give you any money for the thousands of dollars of food that you set up right now in front of me. I totally agree. I mean, I, it amazes me to see that because especially through COVID, I feel that the more that we ordered out and the more, you know, most of America, not just myself, uh, I think we found it was the right time to also tip a bit more to these restaurants, even just for the staff that was there and what they were doing. Um, I know it's not always common to tip for stuff that you're taking out. I think a lot of people have it in their heads that, you know, I'm going to give a decent tip when I'm sitting at a table and I'm being served throughout my meal and that's it. But when for food preparation or delivery, um, sometimes I think that's where, where people, you know, cheapen out a little bit, you know, even with like Uber Eats, I mean, they're going to chart, there's already a delivery fee there, you know, and then they ask you for a tip thereafter. I always add an extra tip. And I know a lot of people that absolutely do not. In fact, they say the percentages that most do not. I get it. Um, but for me, I feel like it's always good to help people out in food service because I can. Um, maybe some people can't. And if you can't, you probably should go pick up your food instead of having Uber Eats bring it to you. But that's a different story. So for work that you do and to work for people that do have money like that to still not gain a tip afterwards is is pretty disgusting in my mind. But um, I just say you can't be in the mind of other people sometimes. And you don't know whose money that is either. That's being used, I would think, I guess, on the corporate side. So maybe that has something to do with it. I I, I think we can all come up with 150,000 excuses as to why a mother can't fucking tip me. But um, the, the, the fact that's how you feel. Is, don't hold back at all with how you feel. The matter is this, by the way. I want you to really, really get the inside <laughs> feelings out. You can't repress, man. Get them out. Bob. Yeah. Those who know me know Bob does not repress. <laughs> Bob Bob lets it out. We've got a lot of familiar faces here. Heather Brennan. God, how's hey, it going? Hey, Heather. Michael Frey. Uh, Brandy Hi, Campbell's up, in the house. Hey, Brandy's, Brandy. been, Brandy's, Brandy's been hanging out for a long time with me on my other persona. Um, thank you so much for chilling out with us tonight. Um, so you well, you got we got a lot of folks out here right now. So Mike Frey is saying 20% minimum. God bless you. Yes, yes. Um, Agreed. That, Agreed. That, minimum. That's not, that's, that word is minimum at 20%. So just say right away, I, I need you to know that I don't even expect that shit, all right? And and I'm talking about, like, my my food averages $500 to $600 in order every time someone caters through me. So, And I need you to also understand that my delivery fee for all almost all the time is about $13. That's it. 
So when people say, you know what, screw this guy, I'm going to stiff him because he gets a, a $13 delivery fee, you're still only giving me 2%. That's only 2 or 3%. And even if they add, I mean, I've seen people add $5 tip to a $500 order. And I'm like, you know, I, I, it's almost, that's almost a slap in the head. But anyway, real quick, before I get off track, because we're, I'm known to do that, Mike Frey, 20%, 20% I'm not expecting that. I'm, I'm expecting 10% minimum. Um, simply because of the, val the volume of number of, of money worth of food that I make. And again, I make all of it, um, put it all together, and, and, and all the presentation is mine. Can I add, Mark Siegel's saying, can I add the gratuity as a line item? I cannot. I'm not the one in charge of actually taking these orders. They're either done um, by themselves online or they go through a CSR to get it done. Um, Brandy's saying, I always tip, but after working in food service, much more generous. Yes, I agree That's with that. I worked That's very, true. very short time in food service, but it was long enough for me to realize how much those folks really deserve that. So um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe people haven't worked in the in the industry or don't understand it in that way, but I don't understand people who don't tip. I mean, I have people, uh, I'm not going to say, but I know people that don't tip that I often, you know, have to make sure I'm picking up the tab because I'm not going to walk out of there with, you know, not tipping properly or sneaking back to add a little extra to the table. Yeah. Mark Siegel's asking, maybe they think it's included. Let me let me get that right out. I can I can just crush that for you right now. There's Bob goes right up to him and says, motherfucker, it's not included. You better be tipping me. So, That's yeah. not even the case. The, the case when they're going online or talking to a CSR is always right up the front. They tell you exactly what you're paying for it, what the tips and charges are added, everything after that. And they ask you, do you want to add gratuity? And if they don't vocally ask you, there's always an area that says gratuity question mark. So if someone purposely leaves zero, they have to have tabbed through that on the computer in order to pass that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not something that's hidden. Of course, they don't want me to lose money because they want they want product being you know delivered on time, which I always do anyway. Um, so regardless whether these folks are tipping me zero percent or fifty percent, I'm giving them the same service all across the board. Always a very friendly smile, and um, you know, and believe me when I walk out of there, I'm like, what is wrong with you? But you know, at, at this point, you know, what happened to the old days when you could just stand there and kind of a couple of coughs or something, a little <clears throat> you know, hand out kind of deal? We, we can't, you can't do that. Mark's, Mark's asking, can the CSR ask if they'd like, like to add a tip? Of course they can, and they can always say no, and the CSR will not say anything back to them because it is their job to sell the food, not to get me my tip. Do you understand? Um, and I'm not talking down to you by saying that. What I'm saying is there is a very, very large gap between what the company wants to make and what I am asking for for selling the product that the company is making me put together and sell for them. Um, so, um, oh, Victor, what's up, man? Good to see you, my friend. Um, I, I, I think, I really think it just comes down to overall, not giving a fuck really, if I'm being honest, man, because it's, it, you go it, out and start catering on your own, man. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> it's, it's getting to the point now where if I would just have to start getting these products myself and selling it, I mean, that, I, that might be the way to go, but you know, that even then I'm, I'm still going to have to try Food costs would be an issue with me. Storage, we're talking about you know a little bit of that stuff involved and all that. There's but a bit of investment involved there for sure. It doesn't matter really. I mean, I I, I, I can even I, I can even say to myself, that's fine. Um, all right, you're not tipping me. It's a lot of food. Great, whatever the case is. And, and I, at one point in 2019, before COVID, I was making I was doing so many a week that the people who didn't tip me, it didn't even matter. Right. But the, but what's weird right now is those same clients are now 
for some reason not tipping as much and i think it has a lot to do with you know the low tipping involved in uh, some of some of these things the delivery services for food and stuff like that i think maybe the excuse is some people think i'm just a i'm just one of those delivery services Right. But I walk in every time I talk to somebody. Hi, my name is Bob. I work for this company. I made all this food. I made a sticker that specially says that. I mean, there's no way of getting around you not tipping me unless you just basically say, sorry, fuck you. I don't want it to happen. So um, that's that's my problem right now. I, I, I don't know. And you say, I know you tip hard. I tip hard too, man. I mean, it. but it's the people I think really mainly who haven't been in food service that won't tip that hard or won't tip at all. Because if you've been in food service, you automatically know the kind of shit people go through on the other side of the counter. Um, I just don't think a lot of people know that, you know, and I know a lot of my folks growing up in Miami, we, that's what we did at first. We, we worked mm -hmm. at food service. We had a lot of options for that. That's so true. we all know. And when you had that many restaurants and bars open as late as, as we had had growing up. So it's great down here. I love that by the way. It's one thing yeah. I love about Miami. Everything's open. Yes, Mark, they are just dicks. I agree. I said the same thing when Bob told me about this, and hopefully um, they'll stop being dicks. And those are the people. <laughs> I'll tell you how. I'll tell you exactly how this goes. Um, I don't really want to. Okay, so let's just say drug representatives. What they'll do is they'll buy meals and lunch for a specific clinic or hospital. Okay, so the drug reps gets on the computer or call somebody. The drug rep says, okay, I want to order this. Cool. I want to send it here. Awesome. Do you want to add a tip? No. That's it. The CSR right. isn't like, why not? They're just like, okay, great. You know, not even a sarcastic tone. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and then they keep going and everything gets closed. Or they're online and they're filling it out themselves. And they're saying to themselves, do you want to add a tip? The guy's looking at it. Girl's looking at it going $190, $300, $400. I don't want to add, what's that, $40, $50? Screw that, dude. This guy doesn't deserve that. He's just delivering, or whatever the hell his reason is. He just he has, he has just bought a gorilla or something. I don't know. He doesn't tip. He doesn't decide to tip. Already, I'm at the loss because no matter what happens, when I bring it to that particular location, those people have no idea that this person bought them food, or might maybe they do. But when I'm bringing them the food, they have no right to leave a tip at all because right. it's not their purchase. Right. Uh, and they're certainly not going to give up money or else they would have bought lunch themselves to begin with. So that little that little area of mystique that unfortunately most companies provide because they don't really care if you tip. They just want you to buy their food. And right. that's what's happening, yeah. um, you know, on a large scale. And, and the company I work for is amazing, dude. They, they do great jobs. We do. We do. They do a great job. We do great things. And uh, the problem is, is just some people on the other end are being really, really cheap, man. And overall, seeing people not leave tips i've seen that before where i've actually gone back and left a tip because someone decided not to at a table and things like that, that too mm -hmm. that's insane man i mean mm -hmm. i don't i don't know i don't i don't know how I, I don't know what's wrong what's wrong with people why would you be able to, how could you sit there and watch me visually sweat setting something up for you and then just be like i actually i, I did it to, i i did it for a wedding that was like 900 dollars, a whole hot catering all kinds of hot wicks and lighters and water and all kinds of shit. And the lady walked up and gave me like a $10 bill. It's like, thank you so much. And like, thank you so much. Like a very perfect smile. Like this was, thank you so much. Here's 1.2% of that right now. So, I mean, I've had people look me right in the face. I've had people straight up tell me no. And, but what can I do? There's nothing I can do. The position is if you mouth off about that, you're probably going to get fired. So, um, there's not there's really nothing I'm able to do with any of that. 
Sure there is. What is there? Just stand there long enough to, you know, till they pay you what's right. And then start eating the food. Just start going and start grabbing <laughs> as much of it as you can. Pig out, tell everyone else to come in, bring some people from the outside to join. Eventually they'll get it. Huh? You know, and so Victor's saying, if you can afford to go out to eat, you need a tip. That Let me tell you, that's I, that may be true, but that's not the case, man. Yeah. That's not the case. Gratuity leaves too much open for, for somebody who hasn't been in food service. Gratuity is like, do you want to give something extra? That automatically thinks... They automatically think that someone has to do something extra in order to get that when that is not the case. What I've done is so freaking extra, it's insane because I'm not just I'm not relying on a on a line of chefs on a cook line to build it all for me. I'm doing it all myself. So I try and sit down and let them know that. And on a couple occasions it's turned around, but um if I don't if I don't have a way to guilt them into it or pressure them into it, I'm I'm pretty much shit out of luck. And with the volume being cut in half right now for me that's an issue. So, um, that's my, that's my, what is wrong with you rant because I just simply don't understand how people can, um, order food and not tip anything. Indeed. Yeah. Gray area when it comes to delivery, Mike, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of that, I think, uh, because especially with today's deliveries, um, you know, being that there's already, fees attached to them and how much people think the actual driver gets, you know, at the end of the day, at the day, you know, you want to get the money to the driver. You want to get the money to the guys that really need it. Um, so I, you should always make sure you're going to be ready to tip a little extra, even when somebody's bringing you your food, it doesn't have to be at 20%. I don't think at that point, you know, when it's, no, it it's literally just the delivery driver bringing the food, but you know, in this situation, it's different, but I think some people maybe just don't, they don't get that, you know, when someone like Bob comes there with a setup of a catering, they still think, just like he said earlier, he's just the guy driving the food over here. So, you know, there was already some gratuity attached and I'm done. And maybe that is what people are thinking, but I don't see how you see anyone come in and do work in front of you and not offer, or at least say, hey, did, did you get tips or just to make sure. And if not, just be there to take care of it yourself. But everybody's different, man. So that, yeah, that goes into a whole lot of the, topics that we were going to discuss tonight, you know, and uh, a lot of them would probably be a part of what these kind of people are, <laughs> the ones that don't tip. Um, you know, can I, can I run through the percentages real quick? And of then, of course, because, because I don't know if people know really what it is. And if that's the case, if anybody's watching that doesn't know if they're saying, but Bob, I have no idea how much you tip someone do 10% at least on everything, <laughs> but we'll go ahead and get into some specifics right now for you. Restaurant server, 10 to 25% of the bill, depending on service. All right. Bartender, $1 to $2 per drink or 15% of the total tab. Barber or hairdresser, 10 to 20 of the cost of the service, even if they're the owner. Shampooer at a salon, $2 to $5. Manicure, pedicure, 10 to 20% of the service charge. Masseuse, 1 to 10 to 20% of service charge. Taxi, limo, or ride sharing, 10 to 20%. Food delivery person, 20% of entire bill. Restroom attendant, $1 to $2. Those guys get tipped more than me sometimes. Those ladies too, maybe. Coat checker, $1 to $2 per coat. Furniture movers, 5 to 10% of cost or 10 to $20 per person. Um, the same for furniture appliance delivery person. Uh, full servant, full service gas attendant. Don't really know why they have that there, but two to three dollars. 
uh, barista one to three dollars, parking lot attendant one to two dollars, valet parking attendant one to five dollars. Um, God, they've, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. It's everything up and down the board, 10 to 20 percent. Um, or if it's basically like a gas pumping thing, you just happen to be somewhere out, you know, that still does that. Um, that's pr- those are pretty much the figures. So anyone who's listening has no excuse now. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm listening, and there were some of those that I honestly one never heard of, and like tipping those people or two have never tipped, not thinking that I would even have to. Based, I mean, yeah. not all of them. Some of them were pretty obvious, but uh, there were a couple in there, and certainly the numbers. I don't know if I was on point with whatever I did there, other than the food. I mean, food, I I got that, you know, but maybe right. there are other places that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm too ignorant to know that I'm supposed to be giving people money for, but I don't know. I feel like anytime anyone's helping me out or going above and beyond, I'm going to tip them, you know? So, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just don't know. Maybe I'm one of those people that people that in other industries that get mad at. Maybe you are too. Yes. Michael Frey. I was going to mention that New Jersey still pumps gas for you. I think there's some other, one other state that does the same. So that's why I have the full service thing in there. They don't that's let wacky. you self-serve. I know it's kind of odd, but it's the way it we'll is. Trust you. It's you know, but it, 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 there's a lot of stuff there I have never done. I don't know if I've ever checked a coat. I don't know if I've I, I've never had a manicure or a pedicure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, I've had a I've had a manicure. Um, I don't I mean, know. I, I I have given a guy at the curb at Miami International Airport five dollars for grabbing my luggage and rolling it a certain distance, maybe like. I, I tend to always know that, but then again, I'm the one on this rant right now. So obviously, if I didn't tip, then what the hell would be my problem? You know what I mean? Like, what is fucking wrong with me? But that's, that's what I'm trying case. to say. You know, that's not I, the think case. I think we're just as fucked up as some other people are too. We just don't know it. But but who cares? You know, they're not the one having the podcast. We are. We exactly. That bitch. That's Judge what it's me. all about. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think we're being judged. We don't, we don't pump, pump gas in Oregon. Mm, there he goes. There he goes. And never thought to tip an attendant because, I mean, they do that for jobs. And it's so that there are more jobs available for people. And they are paid, I'm sure, an hourly wage. But you're right. I'm sure they don't get tipped by the majority of the people right. that or, have gas pumped by them. I mean, it's not like the old or, days where they're lifting the hood and they're checking your oil and, you know, washing your window and stuff. I mean, seriously, There's always uh, the, act, the act of saying, do you accept tips? Mm-hmm. Can do that too that's also another option and that guy or gal would greasy thumb up in the air and say you betcha absolutely uh, if they pumped your gas for you or checked your oil or dipped your stick or whatever the hell they did uh the, oh, most well, people in the stick, world you tip for that you would think so there too but i guarantee you <laughs> we've got some stories that some po- folks will tell us saying you know what man i just didn't get a tip oh and uh you know mm. flat rate and that's it whatever you know that's my rant that is a hell of a rant, Bob. I gotta say, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if I could top all of that. What makes people say what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what makes There's... people say that? Yeah, what makes you say that about people? What the hell is wrong with you, people? Um, yeah, um, for me, I think, and I thought about this bunch today actually, but. There's a lot of things, and I think the biggest one is just people that have a sense of entitlement. Um, that is just gets me the most. Um, when I really think about what what am I bothered by the most, and it's really those types of people. And I don't care if it's somebody who's in a majority that feels like they're better than everyone else. 
I don't care if it's someone who's in a minority, but they're the head or feel like they are of their group. So they have that sense of entitlement, but folks that think they actually are so much more important than the rest of us are the ones that really get me the most. And you see it on all levels, man. You see it politically, you see it in Hollywood and music, and you see it within your group of acquaintances and friends, and then every day what we run into. And um, th these are the things that get to me. This is really the thing that bothers me more than anything else, because it just adds a level of irresponsibility, a level of just complete obnoxiousness uh, to an individual that you know may otherwise be a good person, uh, but ultimately, ultimately feels that they are better than you because of uh, where you come from or how you look or anything like that. And this has gotten to be such a big thing. And it's always been a big thing. I don't mean to, 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 to downplay it like that, but it, it's obviously more in our faces today. And obviously that's because of where we are in this age of communication and the internet. And as more and more people start doing this, uh, the more people start to come out and you start to feel and see what not just America, but what the world is all about. And for people to start talking more about how certain places are so bad, you know, oh, Miami, it's such a rude place. Well, <laughs> I've been traveling a lot lately. And there's a lot of rude people in a lot of places. And there's a lot of really wonderful people in those same exact places. And it, it just feels like everything's kind of spread out, but it's still there. And when we meet people, when we run across people, I think the biggest thing that we can try to equate with one another is just some level of of consciousness to each other, of of some level of respect for one another, um, even if it's just fake for that moment, for whatever it is. But you just see too much anger with people now, and and you don't know what, where these levels of frustration are coming from. But we're seeing them play out a lot in front of us every day, and that is the thing that's really bothering me the most in my work. I deal with a lot of different people, uh, both my employees and, and the clients. And I, I always try to just work around whatever it is I might like or not like about them just because I have to try to manage that situation. But when I see people react the way they do to other people just out on the streets every day, it really, really starts to annoy me. And I think it's getting on a lot of people's nerves. And um, you just kind of wonder where where it starts and how to stop it. You deal with, with, with big money, too. I mean, the tabs for the service you provide are much larger. So uh, obviously, I have dealt with a lot of pompous people in the industry that I'm in, but you deal with it on a much larger scale because they have so much more money, or you have to have so much money in order to get what you are what you happen to be selling to them, obviously. Right. But you know, it, do, it doesn't really matter. The entitlement, you're right, is across the board. And I think, and I, think I don't know, maybe there's just something about us being locked down, um, you know, there's certain there's certain brain types that are saying to themselves, you can't tell me what I what I can and cannot do. And, you know, I, I don't even think people understand not only is there a massive shortage of employees in food service and every other industry, but definitely food service. Um, that's what's really blowing my mind right now. If people would just understand how few people there are there to help in, in food service. Right you would think they would be tipping more, but it's actually going opposite because they're like, screw you. If you didn't give me my hamburger in, you know, four minutes, you know, go to hell or whatever the case may be. But there's not only a shortage of workers, there's a shortage of food. Um, certain items, you know, you know, certain concepts are not able to get right now. There's a, there's a, there's a containers are not being sent. Utensils are not available. There's so much shit tied up right now. 
um, in, in, for, in this particular uh, industry that you would think people would be like so much more understanding because look, here's the other issue. If they, if they don't, if they're not able to get this food brought to them or they're not able to go pick it up, what else, what is the other option? They got to make it themselves. Hmm. Yeah, if they no. could do, they would not have been walking into that place or they're just whatever the, whatever the case is. I, I'm lazy too. I don't want to go somewhere. I've gotten food delivered, but you know, pompous is pompous no matter what it is. You know, and, and and it was already a problem in food service. It's just so much worse right now, man. And to be to work for what you do and have people waving around twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for projects, um, and then calling you every day to see what your progress is on it, I'm sure that's got to be a pain in the ass, dude. You know, it's wrong with you, right? And I mean, with those folks, to be honest with you, I try to you know kind of level off with people in the beginning so that we're we work through stuff as best as possible, but it's like, as soon as people hand you money, it's when everything changes. We can talk about what we're going to do all the time. doesn't really matter. But as soon as they hand you money, it's like they own you at that point. And that's, right. that's, the, that's the part that really annoys me. And I'm ready to give people money back. I've told them before I was, I will give you back your money because it's taking time to start work right now. There's materials are low. Like he said, but it's hard to, to get people, you know, for us as well right now. So they it's feel like they're very difficult you. in construction. So, so yeah, we do a lot of work before we're ready to build a swimming pool. There's a lot of things that go on and I have your deposit through that time. And a lot of people, when they get crazy with me, I, I'm like, here you go. Here's your money back all in full, hundred percent. Take it back. I don't care. I, I just, I, I'm not going to be, and that calls their bluff every time. Right. <laughs> no one takes their money back. They're like, oh, no, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I just wanted to know how long it was going to take. Well, then freaking ask me that. I, I mean, told my kids there'd be a hole in the, in the freaking backyard. Oh, I, I hear that, that one all the time. Dog. You want to be the one to tell my kids, like, no, what, that you took too long to pull the trigger? Yeah, hey, your dad took eight months too long to finally give me a deposit. So sorry right. it's taken so long. Yeah, I'll if take I could sit down with the kid, sure. yeah, if I could tell sure, them the no truth, problem. fuck yeah, I'll sit down with Jimmy and tell you him know, what the hell the problem is. <laughs> And it's often not even, you know, those folks too much in construction. We have a few clients that, you know, well, number quite a few of pools that we service every every week. And we come to your house every week and we walk into your backyard. So, you know, people have to feel comfortable, you know, with, with somebody that's going to walk into your backyard, right, as yeah. for a pool service. So you have to have some sort of a relationship with them. They have to understand who you are and, and trust you. And so we have a client who recently contacted me and said they weren't happy with the services of one of our guys. So I went ahead and went, went out to look and see, and the pool was serviced well, and everything looked great. And there was no problem. She did it again and again. It was a bunch of complaints for nothing every time. So the issue really wound up being is that her service technician is black. And she started on with me the last time I was there about, well, you know, and the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And I'm like, whoa, okay, man, this is, this is not, no, this is not where we need to go here. So you know, at, at that point, what, what do you do with wow. that? You know, because the, the service tech is doing absolutely nothing wrong. Okay. And the particular guy who does that pool is actually a good friend of mine. He watches my animals when I'm away. And so to hear somebody talking in a way that they're not trusting him is, you know, frustrating for many reasons, you know. Um, but in that case, um, basically, I let her know that this is the tech for the area. This is the one who would do your pool. Otherwise, you're going to need to find another pool service because I'm not she wanted me to change the tech and I wasn't going to do it. I could have done it, but I didn't want to do it because I didn't think That's that crazy. was right by her at all. And I told her how incredible of a person he was. And um, 
I, you have no reason to, to be afraid of him. And it's just one of those things. Once again, it is because it, it hurts, dark, man. man. It, it hurts. Because it is because it's just like all the only difference would be if his skin color was different. That's it. He's not an intimidating person. He's quite the opposite. He's an extremely funny, up, you know, just outgoing type guy. And, and that's what you get. And that's why it's really gone to the top of my list. You know, this is a wealthy person. And for her to just sit there and, and sit on the top of her throne, these people drive me nuts. And there's and they're at all levels, you know. Some of them are just dirt bags that live in dirt, beneath dirt, because they are dirt. And we have too much of this right now in this country. Yeah. There's not enough of the of the good people, which are more of us out there talking bad enough about the ones that are doing what they're doing and calling them out more because they need to be because the more we do that, and that's why we're seeing more of the Karen videos, you know, and, and male Karen. And thank God, by the way, they went with male Karen for a little while. I saw them going with Ken. I thought of my name was going to get blasted and being the male Karen. Yeah. Now I, yeah. I'm using male Karen. Now. I like that much better. Push that. Everybody, please don't, don't make me a part of this. I know some Karens too. And for you girls out there, I'm sorry. I don't know why your name got blasted like this, but this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the stuff people like they want to call out this type of behavior because it's disgusting yeah. and it should be called out. And hopefully more younger people see it and feel like, hey, man, that's not a good way to be, even if our parents are that way or people around us are that way. And hopefully that works. Maybe it's it's a shitty thing when you have to, you know, because we both go into people's establishments or their, you know, residences um, and once you get into someone's residence they talk to you like they you know like you you were invited or some shit you know what i mean like right. like you just said for someone to be is so comfortable to let you know that they're massively racist up front that's kind of a bit of a help i think but then you have <laughs> that issue whether you want to go ahead and take that project on or not um right. and treat them as like you know um someone who's in a source of income uh, but you know, you you live in an area where you can you really don't have a problem selling pools, so you might be able to pass that kind of customer up. Where a lot of times, I'm just I know I've walked into um, a couple of different types of ethnicities setting up and, and having them say things even just odd to me, like you know, like you know, white boy such and such, and 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 I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm just here setting up food, <laughs> you know, like you know how I am, I, I can I can blend in with anyone, but get in and 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 take off this. It's just a very odd thing providing a service when you have to go into somebody's house or you're mm -hmm. on their property because yep. then you just sort of become part of their life, whether you want to or not. But like I said, I don't know. I, knowing that they're racist, I definitely have been able to say mention it a couple times on the one or two occasions in three years I've been doing this job where we just haven't gone back to that person uh, right. because we did have volume. But yeah, that's messed up, dude. That's completely what is wrong with you. Right. For you to think that that this is the kind of world where you can just share your racism with people, like right. again, and if you're listening to me and you're racist, definitely let us know up front. Let every non-racist yeah. know up front. Like if you have a card or if there's a signal or some fucking shit, whatever the case is, let us know mm -hmm. so that we know right away, and then we can either move on or just evaluate you right then um, exactly. and not have to worry about anything. That, that so that was a good help that you found that out. But dude, that's disgusting, dude. It is. It is absolutely that way. And it's, you know, the conversation with my tech as well, you know, had to go where, you know, I had to mention some of that too. I'm not, you know, he's, he's a friend of mine on top of being an employee. Yeah. I needed him to know and make sure he wasn't uncomfortable going there, you know, and, and 
And he's been, he laughed it off. He was like, not at all, man. He goes, I'm not worried about it. No worries, you know? Yeah, and he's like, I'll move if you want me to move. I'm like, no, I only wanted to move if you wanted to move. He goes, not at all. He goes, I don't care. He goes, in fact, I'd, I'd love to go back and like do it. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things. It's just about people, man, and being able to just understand people um, are different and we're all going to be different. And that's what's awesome about friends because friends are people that you choose because you you have like ideas or you feel like you fit with somebody like that or you can accept the negative parts about them or whatever it is you know and and i think now where people are really shown out there with social media so much of who they are at least outwardly you know in this in this context um it makes it difficult <laughs> i i think you know i'm wondering yeah. how how kids today really make friends because it's like Who's the real person? Is this this person I'm seeing at school or is it this person that, you know, this image that they've created because it's all about that now. And it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just being the old guy, you know, saying it's weird now than it was when I was a kid. But I still feel like uh, I, I don't know exactly how how that works nowadays. Well, uh, yeah, I think we could probably talk to my wife. We could talk to a lot of educators and probably get a better, deeper understanding of that because, I mean, it, we, we don't understand it just being regular people um, and having to be an educator and break that barrier must be crazy, just as it probably was crazy for um, some of the, you know, the older folks that were teaching us when we were younger. I mean, there's there's obviously a gap there, but I mean, I don't know, man. You have to you it, this decency shit. Is, it, it comes pretty easy for everybody, dude. Almost everyone wants to be nice. You, you have to sort of fight the ability to be nice to be a dick. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I feel that way, honestly, that most people like, you know, in, in an elevator, you know, if they accidentally fart, they're probably <laughs> they're probably going to say, excuse me. Or, you know, there's there's ways most people are, are trying to be nice. Um, but, you know, there's that small percentage of people that are that are, like you said, uh, privileged, that are assholes that think they deserve what it is that they're getting as opposed to paying for a service that they were going to pay for and getting a service back for it. So I don't know, man. Um, I could say this about a lot of people and a lot of, a lot of different things, especially driving. I mean, we could do a different episode fully on being on the road. I'm glad, I'm glad Dr. Brian was able to come out and sort of see firsthand because I told him when he got here, like he, he got here, you know, it was, a, it was a, a pretty easy drive for him to get from the airport about 40 minutes but I'm like, wait till you start driving around the populace, you know, and, and hanging out with these folks out here because it is a very crazy way to drive so slow. Um, and he, he's just like, why are people doing 15 miles an hour into the speed limit? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Everyone's fucking crazy right now. They're all doing weird shit. It's very odd. Um, it, 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 I would be yelling out. I yell out what is wrong with you all the time. Again, I told you the number one thing I yell at is drive your fucking car. But the other one is probably, what is wrong with you? You know, I don't know how many times I say that. Whether You got me yelling that first one now all the time down here now. Why are you yeah. doing that to me? You're getting me to rage again. I've always been so calm when I drive. Man. I'm still calm now. I just, I, I do a little, I just do a quick Corey Taylor slipknot scream at them. And then that's it. It's over. Like, I quick definitely. yoga got, in the backseat. I definitely have to, had to, like I told you, I had to find that center driving around delivering delivering food to a bunch of different you have to do that or you're just right. gonna go insane but well i mean i was like i obviously it's dry it's, it's crazy there now in denver but you know it's yeah. always crazy down here so yep. we're, we're definitely used to driving with crazy people all the time and i'll take fast crazy though over 10 miles an hour under the speed limit crazy 
Yeah, I mean, you can get a little bit of that. It's all crazy. Too. It's all crazy. It is, but not crazy but is as crazy does. It's just crazy. What's crazy is to get psycho about it and to make yourself angry about it. That's what's crazy. That's the part that I feel like you can't do. So where before, when people would do something stupid on the road and you're screaming and you're honking your horn and you're flicking them off and you're getting all bright red, it's like you just got to laugh and smile at them and give them a thumbs up instead, you know, because first of all, that's going to piss them off a whole lot more and it's going to keep you a lot more chill. So Really, you're just better off with that. So when you see someone do something stupid, don't honk and scream and flick them off. Just give a smile and a big thumbs up and, you know, just keep yourself in a positive mode because that way it just doesn't matter to you. Where where now I go out and I drive and I'm like, all right, cool, Miami. Let's see what you got today. Let's see what's right. going on. In my, let's, let's see what kind of craziness I'm going to see today. I know someone's going to cut across five lanes of traffic on the yeah. highway. For sure, that's going to happen. And someone's going to be coming backwards up and on on-ramp. I mean, I know I'm going to see that. And every sure. once in a while, there'll be another crazy <laughs> thing happening here. But, you know, that, the only ones that really bother me are the slow drivers in the left lane. If I could just oh get everybody God. to move over, that's it. Just everybody yeah. move the hell over. Just only be in the left lane if you're passing. That's all I ask. That's the only thing that really absolutely drives me nuts. But... Short of that, um, you know, I can deal with the rest of the stupidity that we have down here. Brian Smith says you got a master fucking Yoda to drive in Miami. And that's <laughs> the other part of that is Miami's not the place you want to start flicking people off and all that shit. We know this. As people who've grown up in Miami, even back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you didn't want to do it then. You damn sure don't want to do it now. It's hot as shit. Everyone's angry. People are getting sick. People just have lost members of family from COVID, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of stuff going on. You don't want to get shot in the, you know, how, how about this? How many times have you gotten mad at someone so mad that you feel like fighting them and then actually fought somebody? <laughs> Sit down and think about that. So the percentage of times you've actually done that, if you've done that, that is the same percentage of times you almost could have gotten your gotten shot. Right. If you've actually fought somebody on the road for something, they did cut you off. I mean, there's no reason to do that, man. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's and and I I find th- things out the hard way sometimes. I did find that out the hard way sometimes. Um, it's just not a smart thing to do, man. Like Ken's saying, you do got to find a you do have to find a center. You have to find a, a way to be zen about it because the, the, there is going to be crazy going on around you, and being part of it all is really, you know, you don't want to add to it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about positive vibes, like you're saying, and it's all just try and add that. Try and add a smile or just a fucking straightforward, not saying anything and just keep driving. <laughs> yeah, that works just as well. Yeah, yeah. Our good friend Jay, every time he would drive with me when he come down to Miami, loved to drive with me. And as long as he didn't have to drive, he loved to drive with me. But right. when anybody did anything stupid, he'd like honk my horn, flick him off, scream. If anyone else honked uh, the horn, he'd yell at them too. I was like, come on, man. You got to chill. At one time, a few years ago, I told him, okay, no more of that, man. We're going to chill now when we drive. We do Miami chill driving, okay? And, you know, we, we worked on that together. So it was uh, it was good. It was good. It was good therapy. It's very good. That's therapy. dangerous. That's dangerous it when is. your co-pilot <laughs> almost get up, gets a round put inside your chest because they decided <laughs> to fucking honk the horn, you know? Like, I, oh, I had somebody do, I've had somebody do that, man, like a female that was driving the car did something like that and i and i almost had to deal with the wrath of five people coming out of a car and i'm just yeah, like it's like what have you done what have you done young lady what you have you done know. no you read the room read the know, room i don't know her <laughs> know your crowd yeah you definitely yeah i almost did that but i didn't not quite like that but. 
Faker. Yeah, but over overall, I, I don't know. It, it, we don't. There's not. It's not like we were going to come to any answers in the show. Uh, it's, no, it's, it was it's just simply a, what is wrong with you, right? I mean, what is wrong that's with just a you? few. There's more though. I mean, there's more with the speakerphone thing, the loud chewing, the, the chewing thing. Man, that really gets me. That was the thing. Big one on my pet peeve was the chewing thing. I just, I for myself too. It's not even other people. I can't hear myself eat. You know, we we eat with music always. There's got to be some kind of sound going on i just i don't like the chewing thing and definitely with the mouth open somebody teach somebody some manners or etiquette or i do see i've seen a lot of um of these delivery drivers i've seen a lot of these folks these delivery drivers short-term parking in handicap spots because they're up right at the oh, front of the no, restaurant no, no, and things no, like yeah, that no, 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 that happens no. a lot man and it, yeah, it's that's not cool it, it's not cool, and it, but it's one of those sort of like they think it's a victimless crime situation because it's whatever the case is. Maybe it's two minutes, maybe it's thirty seconds. But if it's if it's somebody that is you know handicapable driving by and seeing a car inside a handicapped space, they're automatically going to just assume that they have a placard or whatever they right. need. So they're going to probably just keep driving until they find something else. So that little time that that you caused them to have to take that drive is bullshit. It's not cool. You know, it's those little tiny, and it, and it goes exactly back to what we keep talking about that is in the vein of all these things that make us say, what is wrong with you? And that mm -hmm. is just pure selfishness and not that really one caring about anyone a, else. That, one's a, that one is definitely a big one. And, and especially back in the day when they didn't have as many spots today, they definitely have a lot more to accommodate, which is awesome. Unfortunately, they also have too many reasons for why people get one of those placards. But yeah. you know, for, for people that really truly do need them, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a real, that's one that's a kick in the gut for, you know, my old man having been a paraplegic and, and needing those spots. Um, I've been with him plenty of times where something like that's happened and him and I were not shy about finding the drivers. And I got to tell you, man, between the two of us, we embarrassed a whole lot of people. The one thing you don't get into in those situations is a fight um, because right. uh, nobody's coming at a guy in a wheelchair, even though he's much more angry than I am. And you're getting you're just getting a ass whooping by him verbally at that point from you know and, and he knows how to dish it out so he just yeah. absolutely just and just just makes the person frozen scared i guarantee you these people never do that again uh the, it's only been a few times it's happened but there's no way they ever do this again uh that's a big one man i didn't even really think about that one but that, that one really that one really bugs me a lot because again it was so close to home on that one and i saw so much of of uh how that could really affect somebody who needed those spots you know that's that's a that's a good one. Bad, good, but bad. Good. <laughs> it's also attached directly to the white striped zone next to a handicap parking spot that people, for some right. reason, think that's like a right. magic fucking parking spot that is a loading zone for people right. who are loading and unloading. Need to get their people, chairs in and out, yes. wheelchairs, anything like yes. that, whatever the case may be. Needed spot for sure. You know, there's a Absolutely. reason that's there. And believe it or yeah. not, I've done it multiple times. But as someone who works at the restaurant, I also keep the car running and I'm kind of walking backwards the entire time. And I try not to uh, really do that for too long. Because like I said, if I'm going to bitch about it, I obviously shouldn't practice that. But there's little tiny things. You should not have admitted that. Right. I did, I did. I did. I you totally did. told me that did. after the show. I totally did. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't happen anymore because I I, I think I, I don't saw, do it I, anymore. I'm better now, man. I'm I, better I just now. think I saw somebody who, who was in a chair say it to somebody else who was a delivery driver, I audibly heard them say it. And I was like, fuck. All right. You well, don't want that, man. No, you don't want like, that. That's guilt. It, that is guilt to the bone. Like, right. To the, it's it, hard. Oh, man. I it's sometimes tough, man. feel bad for the other person sometimes, you know, and be like, well, because well, they're usually so apologetic a lot of times. 
they're very apologetic and wow yeah i'd like uh, to hope that they were genuine i i, I you know i, I take uh, it on a case-by-case -case basis because i would be looking them dead in the eye to find out whether you know you weren't oh i saw it i saw it in their eyes i saw yeah. the eyes and even if they were with somebody those people's eyes <laughs> it was just it was, it was uh yeah there was a few of them a good half dozen that i remember very well the, the thing that goes, and we're going to go back to my fucking issue right now because. Because, <laughs> God dang it, that's what the show's about. Man, we're all these right the shows about. The right. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Ken? The, uh, <laughs> the ride sharing stuff. Like, even that, you, you, there's the option to tip. There's an option to tip on almost every service app you have on your phone. If someone doesn't tip in my industry, and in my case, it's because they simply are saying, fuck you, I don't want to give you a tip. It's that plain and simple, you know, and, and that's why I say, what is wrong with you? What is it that makes you think that whatever position you hold in life and, and situation you are in, in life makes it makes it better for you to say, you know what, I'm good enough to buy this amount of food for another group of people, but I'm just not that good enough to give a little bit extra in order to uh, to thank the person who brought it and set it up. You know, like that that's one of the long term issues I'm going to have. And really, the problem is not any of that is why I'm still in the industry and why I'm still doing it for somebody else. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I, thank you for my, that was a almost, almost a whole hour of me working through and processing my shit. So again, as much as I said, you can't judge me today, I guess we all did a little bit of judging on me, uh, including myself. So thank you for that journey. Ken, take over. I told you this was going to happen. This is what the show is going to be all about. It was therapy for us only, but you know, if it plays out this way, then, you know, maybe it works out for someone else somewhere along the line. They right. can equate it somewhere possibly with some crazy stuff that's going on in their lives, too. I mean, certainly being able to bitch about stuff that uh, bothers you about other people. And I don't like to do that. I'm not someone who likes to go and try to nitpick about anybody. But it's just when you get to the point where you're just unbearable, yeah. you know, you're just unbearable. And sometimes, like in my business, yeah, I got to build a pool for someone. It takes a few months. I'm going to be with those people a lot. And in the beginning, things are always wonderful. You're petting yeah. the dog. They're inviting you in. They're <laughs> making you coffee. And by the end, it's like they're, they're, their hair is on. They're screaming. They don't want to see you. Just get out. It's been done already. Get one you two feet. It's like everything becomes crazy, even though you lay everything out. And I do in the beginning. Everything's laid out. It's, and I tell them constantly, please refer <laughs> to the original agreement that lays everything out week by week and what we're doing. And they're constantly, I need a timeline. I want to know when this is going to happen or that's going to happen. It's all there for you. Good it's God, all there man. for you. And it just turned into these absolute monsters. And it's always when they give you money. As soon as they give you money. Before everything else is lost. Then game over, man. The mess. So, you know, it doesn't bother me, though. It really doesn't. I've, I watch these contractors older than me. And they're, you know, maybe 10 or 12 years older than me, but they look like they're 30 or 40 years older than me because <laughs> they've just been beaten down so bad in this industry. And they're so stressed and just at the point. And, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to be that. Like, I can look at that no. and say, is that what I want to be in another 10, 20? I'm like, hell no. And I, all you got to do is just chill. You know, like my, my two people that are no longer with me, my father always said some very simple just don't bite off more than you can chew. You know, always just do what you can do. Don't oh, don't overdo it. You know, because we've gotten so much bigger. But I've always remembered that, and I've stayed where we can do what we can do, and that's helped yeah. my business. And Jay, you said, of all people, gave me some of the best business advice when things got really busy. He said, "Make your circle smaller." He kept saying, "Just make your circle smaller." 
And that made so much sense. And I did, you know, so now we just work close by, you know, it's like, I don't even work on Miami beach anymore. It's not far, but I love telling those people. No, they're like, what? No, I'm like, no, no I'm not working out there anymore. I'm sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's gotten to be a much better way to do it. You know, it really has. And it's great when you can listen to people and you have such awesome people in your life that you can get that kind of information from, because both of those people helped uh, make my business more successful, which is great. Um, and also help me, be a little bit more chill in what I do. Cause if I was taking this business from all over the place right now, I'd be nuts and would have no time to be doing this podcast right now, which I absolutely love. You know what, you know where I encounter the coolest, calmest, res most respectful people in that I've noticed most in my life. That's at heavy metal concerts. It's true. Something else I want to get out real quick. You know, <laughs> is, as much as we grew up in Miami listening to a multitude of different kinds of music, we're, we're not only metalheads, hip-hop heads, we're a whole bunch of different things. But that community in particular, as aggressive and loud and heavy as the music can be, the folks that are there are normally very, very respectful. And it's it's one of those weird things like, you know, it, it's just, it just kind of shows you that not everyone's an asshole. You can go to a concert, you know, 90% of those people are going to be great people. And sure, there's going to be 10% people who look like the fabulous Freebirds and they're going to want to punch you and kick you. And when you're in, when you're in the pit, you fall down and they just step mm -hmm. on you. And um, But there's times, you know, in your life when shit's rough and passing along that. And I used to say this a lot to my, to folks that worked under me um, in restaurants to not pass the pain along to somebody else. So someone doesn't prep your station for you. Don't try and get them back by not prepping the station for them. Do you know what I mean? Like that's sort of like passing that pain along to someone else. Is this another way of being vindictive and being an asshole? And we've already got enough of that right now. And I think at the very core of what you and I are asking, you know, to these people, what, what the hell is wrong with you is simply because most people are thinking about themselves too much. Um, you know, zero situational awareness is something I say quite a bit too. A lot of folks uh, had that. And I, I feel like it was almost yesterday I was saying, everyone's just looking at their phones, dude, you know? And then like, I'm right. kind of looking at my phone sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, right. I understand the, 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 the stupidity and the, you know, the cyclical nature of all this, but damn, dude, just be nicer, man. You know, tip your servers, people that bring you food and shit like that, do that kind of stuff. That's just, that just should be expected, man. I understand it's hard. If it's hard for you, think about the person who's making $9 an hour, bringing you your fucking cup of soup. Cause you didn't want to get up from Gilmore girls, you know, like, come on, do me a favor, help somebody out. Jeez. It's true. I mean, it's, it's also just people being able to show random acts of kindness. I feel like that's something when I see each day, whatever it is or whatever it might be, somebody hurrying up to hold a door for someone that needs the help or someone picks something up that somebody dropped or letting someone know they left something behind. Or recently I just saw a waitress go like darting down the street after someone who left a sweater. I mean, just these kind of little things is those, those are the things that show good human nature. Um, you know, recently we had a, a road trip where, where our truck broke down and uh, we were stuck in Tennessee and, I mean, everyone from the guy who helped get us out of the middle of the road to the tow truck driver to the shop that fixed our vehicle, knowing we had to get going again and we're in a place we didn't know was incredible. For the first time that I can remember in a long time, I wrote a handwritten letter to this shop and sent along with a $100 gift card uh, to the to especially the tech that took care of me. This guy was so great that not only did he help us and get us out of there, he charged us just for the part not even time, 
and even told me, he said, please call when you get to Miami just to let us know you got in okay and the van made it all right. I mean, Damn. who does that? You know, who says stuff like that? Like, that that's the kind of stuff. Do you remember the name? The guy's name, I guess, card right here. The company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the com- oh, yeah. Yeah, the company is uh, right here. Maxi Auto Service in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Maxi, M-A-X-I. Right here, man. Shout these out these are Maxi the guys, Auto man. Service. Maxi Auto Care. Carl was the gentleman in particular. Uh, nice. Great conversation. You know, told him about our situation. He was just incredible individual. And that's the kind of stuff that restores your faith in humanity. Those are the kind of things that make you feel good. He even said to me that day, he goes, look, I come in here all day. People drop off their cars. We do oil changes and stuff. They move on, whatever. He goes, today, I feel like I actually helped somebody in what I do. Like, he felt good about what he did. Like, that's that's what you want out of doing good yeah. for people. It's because, right. yes, you're doing good for that person, but you're doing good for you, too, by just doing good. So that's why I, I don't understand why we can't spread more of that and not have so much of this, you know, tit for tat stuff that we have to constantly compete and be better and our images have to be better than somebody else's. When at the end of the day, it's really just trying to be able to understand we're in a society, we all have to work and live together and try to do that with better courtesy, you know? know, You're not gonna, and think of things like intellectually sometimes maybe, (laughs) and then maybe that's too big of a word for some folks, but try to really think of your situation. Like folks that that run up in front of people when they're driving and and cut in front of people, like, like, you know, you're not going to walk into Publix and walk in front of a line of 18 people and just, you're not going to do that. You're only doing that because you're in the car. So, you know, think, think, would I do this? You know, would I cut somebody off if I wasn't in a car? Well, then don't do it if you are in the car either, okay? Go to the next turn, turn around, go back. And, you know, little things, folks. It's just little things every day. And that's what I hope to see more of. And that's the things that brings a smile to my face when I see people doing those random acts of kindness. That's the damn truth, man. The The day before you guys got here, <clears throat> or the day before Dr. Brian got here, um, Amazon dropped a package off of my front door. And it was um, a different building, same same number, but a different building. And I was like, fuck, man. I was like, that that sucks, man. I was, you know, thinking to myself, I, you know, I'm sure that happens quite a bit because they just, they're running around. They're basically Santa Claus all year round, Amazon drivers. They just take a quick picture and that person's like, dude, that's not my house. And they, you have to go through a bunch of shit. And I picked up that box and I didn't. What'd you get? Know. What'd you get, man? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even know where that building was. I walked around to five different buildings in my condo complex before I landed wow. on that building. And it was the third floor, the same building, the same number as mine. And I walked up there, third floor, dropped it on the fucking thing. It was, you know, it was just like, there you go. And I was like, and I did that just because I said to myself, out, dude, done. yeah, who, who, how many times would that, you know, there, there's actually been a couple of times where someone who's accidentally gotten my mail and, and, and sent and brought it back to me like a book or something like that. Someone else has wound up, got it delivered to them and they actually sent it back to me or they just dropped it off at my front door. So that kind of stuff is really what I pay around. I remember the very first time something like that happened to me was when right before I left Miami, when I lived in Coconut Grove on Oak Avenue, right behind Cocoa Walk, um, I lost my wallet like somewhere near the kitchen club or something like that. And I dropped it and someone mailed it back to me with my fucking money in it. That's awesome. When I lived in Coconut Grove, they, I don't I forgot where they mailed it from, but they put it in a little tiny box, dropped it in a mailbox and sent it back to me, dude. And I, it was the very first time that I was completely blown away and surprised by other humans when that happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, my Those are God. Good things. Those yeah. are great things. Those are exactly the kind of things. And there's that's for, on both sides. Again, you know, you, you have people help you in times when you need. And 
you need to yep. be there to, to do the same back. So it, uh, it does, it helps when you just put it out there and karma or whatever you want to believe in is fine. But uh, truthfully, it's just doing those good deeds is the most important thing. Being kind to people, you know, my, my right. grandfather lived to be almost a hundred years old. He was, you know, born Jewish and raised that way. Uh, but when he got older, he realized, heck no, man, it's not about religion. It's not about who you are, where you come from, what you look like. It's just being good to people and being a good person yourself. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Sounds so freaking obvious, but it just seems like we got to get back to the basics here. Right. 100%, man. Well, that's uh, that's our rent, guys. Uh, anytime, if you guys have anything, if you're watching this later, please throw in the comment section things that make you say, "What is wrong with you?" Uh, because I'm trying to calm down, and you know, yeah. as I get older, I really am calming down quite a bit. But you know, trying to breathe a little bit, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you can that you can do. I've honestly, consciously changed the music in my car because it was just fueling. <laughs> What I was feeling at the time, it, it could have been anything, man. I can get I can get boosted off like a lot of different kinds of music, but at that time, if there's I'm like a soundtrack, thinking about, like, I'm thinking about what's in your car now. That's, that's <laughs> making you chill. It's got I got a lot of interesting songs in my head. It's usually uh, I usually avert something back to one of my Spotify playlists that I call Audible Xanax, which is just basically songs from the <laughs> '70s, all nice. soft rock. There you go. Some really good yacht rock stuff in there, and that just automatically awesome. takes the just takes the angry right out of me, like I'm in the back of my mom's station wagon in '78, just driving these. around. Yeah, something Makes like that. You feel fine. It's, it really does. <laughs> thank, thank you to Seals and Crofts for that wonderful hit. Yeah, that was. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of those songs that just make me just calm down, which is again why I call it Audible Xanax. So if you're like on Spotify, it. I like it. look for Audible Xanax. <laughs> It's worth it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely chill. worth it. But Ken, you got anything else you want to say before we get the heck on out of here, man? I think I think we covered all of what we needed to say today. I just appreciate y'all being here and uh, you know, kind of getting through everything with us, man, because we're still we're still feeling it losing our brother Jay, and it's uh it's still wearing hard on us. Love you, Jay. Uh we're just every every day is uh different, is all I could say, man. But uh, we're all doing it together, and uh, you know we, we we love the doing the show, and we're gonna keep doing the best we can to to bring you a a show that can uh, hopefully entertain you and keep you with us for our hour that we're here talking to you. So thanks you guys so much, appreciate it. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's the truth. And again, there's a lot of stuff that can make you say what is wrong with you if you are watching this later after after the live. Um, or even right now, throw some comments in there. It helps us quite a bit, if I'm being honest. And if you're not interacting with us on Facebook, um, you're probably going to not get a lot of interaction back. I don't know if you guys know how that works, but um, it's no. And I'm not being sarcastic here. With Facebook, how pages and, and and things like that work is if you're not getting people talking to you as a page owner or page runner, they don't. You don't pop up on their timeline. So we always talk about how much interaction we have to have. But I also understand we all have damn lives. It's very hard to do. So let's Talk try to us, interact. Man. Yeah, let's try Talk and interact. To us. With that was my point on that. Go to our YouTube page if you haven't done that. Please go and find the Casually Serious Podcast on YouTube. You will find our mugs on the front somewhere. Um, it's going to have our logo on there. Uh, thank you to uh, Tammy Manheimer for that logo. Um, as as all the logo and art has been done by her. Uh, but yes, please. Awesome. Um, check it out if you haven't done so. Subscribe. Uh, and hang out with us next week when we figure out what we're going to talk about three hours before we do a show. It'll so, be awesome. uh, it's going to be, be great. Awesome. I, I Whatever urge you. it is, you don't want to <laughs> clear the calendars, man. 
And I'm going to be 47 by that, right? Or no, another week. Sorry. Uh, I don't even know what day it is. You know, but I am going to see the Canes. Go Canes! Go Canes! Woo! What's up? That's what's up. Yeah, you're going to go hang out with some boys from Kendall. That's beautiful. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Mike Frey. Jordana, thank you. I love you too, baby. Definitely. Oh my God, that's great. And, you know, we, we should definitely think about, and I know we posted it out or put it out there at the very least, maybe doing a little something, something uh, 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 that weekend. Um, oh, you know, yeah. No, nothing, yeah. nothing. We're yeah. not going to say anything, but maybe right. something that weekend yeah. okay. would be pretty cool during the fact. Like yes. So uh, that might be yes. like a special, on a special episode of Hey, TV. just pay attention. Crazy stuff's going to be happening around here yeah, for the yeah. next few weeks. And then maybe it'll suck after that. But for, for the next few <laughs> weeks, you've got to stick around. Yeah, and and as always, we suck forever. <laughs> we shall suck. We suck forever. <laughs> oh man, Whew. but I'm glad right, we got that's... this episode off our chest. You guys have <laughs> a good you, night. Man. Thanks for watching Appreciate the Casually it. Serious Podcast. Horns up for Jay. Peace.